morning, all. Welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast for Grand Final Eve. We're up and about. Brent Costello with you in the South Bank Studios here in Melbourne. And I look down the screen and I see my batting partner, Tim Payne, in the Salamanca Studios. Good morning. Good morning, Brent. How are you, mate? I'm flying. Up and about it's, here well, in I'm Melbourne. I'm sure you Tim. are. Very, sure very good are. to be here. Melbourne is absolutely buzzing. But I'm, I'm a little flat, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Hammer sent through the run sheet last night. You promised... A big name guest in Chris Fagan on Grand Final Look, Eve. I'm like, no, Tim, as if he's no, going to talk to us on Grand Final Eve. He will. He no, will. I'm just, there's a lot of hoops you have to jump he, through. He's still Brent, backing yourself with in. Clubs. He's still backing yourself well, in. I think we should give him a ring right now. Off the top of the show. Give it a crack. I've put his you number through. <laughs> you can't ring the coach on Grand Final Eve, Tim. It's not going to happen. Uh, Chris Fagan speaking. Chris Fagan. The real Chris Fagan. Yeah, it is it, me. It, it is too. Chris Fagan, welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast. Tim Payne has just given us your number and said, ring you live on air. Good hope morning, folks. Hope you don't mind. G'day, Tim. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Brent Brent didn't believe me that I could get you on this morning, so I've had to pull a power move, and uh, thanks very much for joining us very quickly. I know you've got a lot on. No, no, I'm happy to, to have a chat. It's a quiet part of the day at the moment. Actually, I'm having a bit of a walk. It's very quiet around Melbourne. I just realised it's a public holiday. That's the reason why. So it's, uh, it's good. Well, Fags, how are you feeling? Uh, what are we? Just over 24 hours away from a grand final. How are the butterflies in your tummy at the moment? Yeah, not too bad, um, to be honest. I, I, I've certainly been fortunate. I've been uh, in a few grand finals over the years. I think this is the seventh that I've been involved in. And, and, and I just, you know, work it out as, as time's gone along here. It's one of those weeks you just got to enjoy. It's, um, it's different. Uh, you know, athletes and coaches hate not being in routine, but I said to the boys the other day after the game, I said, well, we'll try and take the work as normal as we can, but it won't be normal. So just just embrace it and, and have a bit of fun. You've worked hard for this opportunity, and uh, I think that's how we're all feeling. Yeah, Fake, you mentioned that you've been involved in seven grand finals. Your first one as, as the senior coach. Has, that, has it felt different the last few days and, and since you've arrived in Melbourne? Um. Oh, perhaps a little bit because there's a bit, there's a bit more pressure on the senior coach than there is on, on when you're a footy manager or, you, or you're an assistant coach. But, um, you know, the, the week itself, the routine is, is uh, similar. And, and, and to be honest, like, I haven't prepared any differently for this game than, than any other. I know there's a lot more riding on it, but sometimes you can uh, fall for the trap of overdoing it, um, coming into a grand final and not trusting what you've been, been doing all year as a team. So I've... I've tried to keep things pretty minimal this week, um, and I think the players have appreciated that. Um, you know, no long meetings, keep it short and sharp, um, and uh, you know, trust all the stuff that we've been working on during the year will will come through in, in the game tomorrow. And the other thing is, we played um, Collingwood in round 23, so it's not that long ago that we uh, had a hit out against them. Yeah, and had a, had a pretty good result. Now, in terms of your actual journey in, in Brisbane, you must be really proud of where where the club was when you walked in. And obviously, as a senior coach, you've had a huge part of that, but you must be really proud of your playing group and, I suppose, your whole staff that you, you've brought this club a long way and hopefully tomorrow's the icing on the cake for that. Yeah, proud of everyone, really. I mean, it, it was um, it was pretty hard work early days. I mean, the club was in a, in a dark place um, for whatever reason. And... Uh, I hadn't heard any success for a while, hadn't been near finals. Um, you know, but it's probably, probably fair to say that we're, we're a bit of an unhappy club and didn't know which, 
which way uh, things were going to turn out. So, um, uh, you know, with, with a lot of optimism and a lot of hard work and uh, a lot of dealing with failure and learning from it, um, we sort of found ourselves seven years later in the grand final. So it's, uh, it's been an enjoyable process. Sometimes it's been a little hard, I guess, particularly early days when you're trying to convince your players that they are getting better when the results aren't really saying that. But um, we were, we have been all the way along and we've continued to learn from from uh, the experiences that we've, we've had. It's been, probably been a little, it's probably slow, once we became a good team, it's probably sobered a bit. Those last few percent we need to try and get into a grand final and win a premiership are the hardest uh, bits to get. But um, we've, we've stuck in there with it and we've given ourselves a chance tomorrow. Chris Fagan, before we let you go, how tough was it to leave Jack Payne out of the side? And I guess was it made slightly easier given Darcy Gardner's great form last week? Yeah, well, Darcy played well. There's no doubt about that. He took, you know, the best goalkeeper in the country to a to a goal. Albert, it's not just a one-on-one matchup; it's how the team defends. But um, Jack, Jack, uh, there's always hard luck stories in grand finals. For Jack, it was just difficult because. Um, it's all about timing sometimes, and his, the truth is, if he played tomorrow, it'll be his second game in five weeks, or he's only played one game in the last five weeks, and he wasn't able to train fully um, until Thursday. And look, he worked his backside off to give himself a chance, there's no doubt about that. But when you're, when you're a coach and you're, you're looking at things in a logical sort of a way, it just felt like not the right thing to do to throw him in, into a grand final on the back of one full training session in three weeks. So... Um, as tough as that call is, um, we had to make it. I, I think Jack Payne will be, become one of the really good uh, top-line key defenders in the competition over the next 10 years. And um, um, I'm pretty sure he understands why, why we made the call that we did, as, as tough as it's been. Well, Chris, uh, you sound really relaxed, which is fantastic to hear. Thank you so much for, for picking up the phone this morning unexpectedly. And all the best for the day. Today with the parade, of course, and then tomorrow at the MCG. We'd love nothing more to see you lifted up tomorrow from a, a Tasmanian perspective. And, and thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Oh, it's been great to catch up. And um, thank you to everybody in Tassie for your support. Um, I've had lots of texts this week. And um, I really appreciate um, the fact that you've continued to take an interest in me and what I do in my career. So fantastic. Thank you so much. Chris Fagan joining us SEN SEN Tassie Breakfast on Grand Final Evil. Tim, well done. That's, there you uh, go, Breno. That is incredible. I I thought you wouldn't be able to deliver that, particularly being Grand Final Eve, maybe Grand Final Week, but the day before the big dance, here you are. Yeah, we're very, goods. very lucky. And in all seriousness, we're you know really thankful that he took the time out. Obviously, he's a passionate Tasmanian. It speaks volumes of you know how good a bloke he is to take the time out to come on our show. Um, you know, we're not the biggest show on SEM, we're not the biggest show in Australian <laughs> sport, and to have the AFL possibly, and fingers crossed, premiership coach come on the morning before is absolutely massive, and he certainly didn't have to do it. So we appreciate that, and we hope our listeners enjoyed a quick glimpse into the grand final tomorrow. Well, Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers just like Fags. Visit iCanWin.com.au. We want to hear and nominate a local club and highlight the Tassie local legends who make it so special, whether it be the players, coaches, mentors, members, supporters. We also want to hear who your favourite Tassie sports person is. We'll pick a winner each week. We'll receive tickets to the Tassie's Hall of Fame night and a seat for them and their local doer at the table. Please give us your name and email address. Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers. To find out how you could win, go to iCanWin.com.au. What did you take out of that interview with Fags and Pony? He seems very relaxed, as I said. 
He does, and, and as he touched on, it's it's his seventh grand final that he's been in, albeit his first as a senior coach. I think he's he's clearly extremely experienced across the industry, and um, the fact that I mean you hear it a lot. It's one thing saying, another thing doing it. You got to try and keep it as normal um, and as consistent as you possibly can. And and grand final week's difficult to do with um, all the distractions and extra add-ons that players have. So to have a coach like him that's so experienced, so level and so calm, I think is going to hold them in good stead. Got plenty of time to take your calls this morning. Get us on 1300 42 15 33 or text us 0437 552 535. Let us know who you are, where you're listening from, who's going to win the grand final, who's going to win the Norm Smith. We'd love to hear from you this morning on our grand final eve show. I'm in Melbourne, Tim, and as I said, it's absolutely humming over here. Public holiday today. I was walking back from the basketball last night and there was people everywhere in the city at 10, 10.30 at night. It was great to see Melbourne back alive. Did you get up close and personal with the great Scotty Pippen? No, you couldn't get near the, the great what? man. He was sitting courtside and as soon as he got up out of his Do seat, you... I reckon four security guards were surrounding him. Can I can I throw out my theory that I threw out to you on text last night? I think you can. It's interesting. So... It, People might think I'm at, maybe I am, and this is a blatant guess, but I'm I'm looking at stars aligning here. Why has Scotty Pippen been flown out by the NBL? Well, do you want me to say it or are you going to drop your scoop? Well, I'm I'm going to say <laughs> obviously this is an absolute guess. I'm just throwing it out there. Keep this as a receipt. Is he it's more a question to our our listeners. Is there too much of a coincidence that we're flying out Scotty Pippen? When the jack jumpers are for sale, and the talk is that it's a US buyer. Oh, I, I don't mind. Is he it. being wined and dined? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I checked his a... net worth. He made over a hundred million just playing basketball alone. So mm -hmm. he's got the uh, hammer. He's got the cash. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I just think, yeah. like, we've never done this before, and I know we're growing the league, and it's been now being broadcast into the US, and obviously he's a huge name to draw attention to the league. But is it him getting smoothed as well? Come and have a look at the league. Come and see what we've got, and give us 30 mil, and we'll give you the Tassie Jack Jumpers and win you the title this year. Don't mind it. It's a it's a unique theory, but one that does make some sense, I would have thought. So we'll see where, where that goes. I'd throw it out there just in case it does come off and look like Nostradamus. Now, as we said, I'm off to the grand final. Hammer's off to the grand final. Link here beside me is off to the grand final. He's a big pies man, as is Hammer. What are you doing tomorrow? I know you've got your tomorrow, cashy money today. Not, not a cashy. I'm going up there for the love of it, um, supporting the South Lonnie Football Club, supporting all grassroots footy clubs, Brent, and sports clubs around the state, which you know I like to do. I don't take send them ABN oh, or Tim, anything like that. I just Tim, go and do it. Tim, um, then it. I'll whip back tonight. Get a good night's sleep because tomorrow's uh, the scramble golf day. So 8 o'clock shotgun start. I'll be off the course hopefully by 11.30 with the trophy in hand. <laughs> uh, and then just shooting home. I think we've got some people coming over. Actually, no, I'm going to Possum Bay down to the shack. Uh, we've got some people coming down there and we're going to watch the footy. Have a barbie. Um, a, probably a couple of non-alcoholic beers for me and um, an early night. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. We'll talk a bit more about what, that. What's your later. day look like tomorrow? Um, yeah, I won't rush out of bed. Probably, probably a, a line, um, and then yeah, straight down to the, the game. Does it feel strange not to be emceeing something, or you haven't had a late call up from Gil McLaughlin to toss the coin well, or anything like that? I was about to say you better watch and make sure I'm not.
<laughs> what about the uh, Tubes Taylor memorial coin that he made for you? It wasn't on, bad. On X yesterday. That was sensational. That, it's on our social media at SEN Tassie. Get around it and have a look. Um, what about this too? Just back to the basketball quickly. It says here, in our run sheet, written by Hamish Spence, well done to Hammer for growing the SEN Tassie NBL Supercoach Group to unprecedented yep. heights. Well, some of that is correct. It is unprecedented to have 200-plus in your league. SEN Tassie breakfast has yeah. gone ballistic. But off-air, we were talking about this, Brent, before. Not You're obviously in Melbourne, but when I asked him about this, he was actually trying to give the percentages of who did what to get it to where it is. <laughs> and what he started with, before he even mentioned you, he said probably 65% of it is me, Hamish. That's what he said. 40% is Painey. We're already at 105%. No, no, no. no it was, that was 65 and 40, so it was at yeah, 105. He was already at 105% yeah. before he even got to your contribution. So I'm not sure <laughs> what Mr. Spence is thinking sitting at home this morning listening to his son's maths, but what I'd like to ask him is, was the fees he was paying at Hutchins worth it? You know, this this, this is what happens when you focus too much on fencing. Exactly right. And not, not enough maths. And, you know, he still hasn't brought in the sabre for me to use so we can have our jewel out in the hallway. Text in here, and I love this. TP, which is you, Tim, will have them around for a barbecue, but snip them 20 each on the way out. <laughs> Family or friends, no exception. I love that. Who's that? <laughs> I haven't got this on my text thing. What's going uh, on here? Another one here. 11 o'clock, more like 2 o'clock solid six hours for a scramble. So you might be on the course a little longer. Well, I won't have to play my 101 shots that I did last week, though, will I? <laughs> and a text here from David. More chance of Floyd Mayweather buying the Jackies. That's not a bad shout either due to his relationship well, maybe with he will. Jordan Crawford. Jackie's Who, who's done a drive-by on me there? Was there a name on well, that fix? Yeah, text? Well, we've got the, no, there's no name, but we've got the number, so you can type that in during the ad break. We've got a Hammer's given us the wind-up here. What a hot start we've had with the grand final coach Chris Fagan joining us off the top of the show. We'd love to hear from you, as I said, 0437-552-535. Text us in, let us know who's going to win the grand final, who's going to win the Norm Smith. You can call us as well, 1300-42-1533. You're with SEN Tassie Breakfast. We're back to preview the grand final next. Stay flies ball made McCreary hit the snap sweetly and propelled Collingwood back to the lead. Neil is there together. He's desperate to get it off. He does. Leicester with the curling shot. All oh, the Lions are charging. They are charging now. Uh, very nice stuff from Jared Waitley. We have a sports update now, thanks to Irrigear to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Jack Ginevan has been brought into Collingwood starting 22 for tomorrow's AFL Grand Final against Brisbane. The small forward was the sub in the Pies' previous two finals, with that role now being filled by Pat Lipinski instead. The club had already confirmed earlier in the week that utility Billy Frampton will replace the injured Dan McStay. Meantime, Brisbane has gone in unchanged with Jack Payne failing to force his way into the side due to his ankle injury. The key defender trained well during the week and has been named as an emergency, but the Lions opted to go with Darcy Gardner after his impressive performance last week. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Well, Tim, let's go through it. The Oof. AFL Grand Final of 2023 Brisbane versus Collingwood. It's all set up to be a magnificent 
end of uh, end of season game, isn't it? Like this is what you want. Two teams going in. You're not sure which way the result's going to go. It's just all set up for us tomorrow. And and two different styles, I guess, as well, isn't it? It's going to be Collingwood's defence versus Brisbane's ability to score quickly. I think is what it's going to come down to. Can Collingwood? close them down and make it a tight tussle. I think if they make it a tight tussle, history will tell you that they win close games. Uh, I think the worry for them is probably an inability to kick a big enough score if Brisbane can get going. I think Brisbane can put goals on Collingwood quicker than Collingwood will put goals on the Lions. Um, So it's going to be a fascinating duel. Who can get the game on their terms? The first five, ten minutes, as we know, we've seen in the whole final series, the pressure is elite and that he's only going to go up another level tomorrow and that would be the only question mark I have over Brisbane after watching that first 10 minutes against the Blues if they start like that against Collingwood the game will be over Collingwood will not let them back into the game like like Colton did as as much as Brisbane worked their way back into the game it won't happen against Collingwood I'll tell you what I love that's the inclusion of Jack Ginevan I reckon he's a big Adds game a spice. player doesn't he he's performing on the big stage before on Anzac Day and I just think he adds that spark and Will be, will be absolutely brilliant, I think. Uh, I love Lipinski as a player, but uh, and hopefully he'll get his chance throughout the game. But having him in the starting 22, I think, is just outstanding. It is. And love him or hate him, he's going to give grand final day a bit of X factor, isn't he? They've Obviously, again, they've brought him in probably, you imagine, because they're trying to find different avenues to goal. There's no doubt. I think the last game they played, Brisbane, 100-plus points. I think if that happens again, I just can't see Collingwood kicking a score of more than probably 80. Mm-hmm. Is that fair, do you think, or not? I think Jack Ginevan comes in and gives them another avenue to goal. Um, but I don't know about you, Breno, but I'm leaning towards the lines. Are you? you? Yeah, we talked about the MCG hoodoo, if you like. As I said Monday, though, they haven't played poorly. It's not that they're being smashed at the MCG. They've, they've lost close games. So do you think it's in the back of their mind at any stage tomorrow when they're out there? Maybe, but I think this whole sort of final series, we've seen a different energy and a different attitude from the Lions. I think the last few years, it's certainly affected them. Getting Going to the MCG, they, they played poorly there. Uh, they couldn't get through a preliminary final. I think they had that mental block, and I reckon that win last week, particularly from how badly they started, to get back into that game and then win it pretty convincingly shows that this group has grown a lot, and the things like where the game's at... Um, or the fact that it's a big preliminary final seems to be having less of an effect on them. And that's got to do with, I think, Chris Fagan and his coaching staff and the way they've approached this final series. I think in years gone by, they, they didn't want to talk too much about making grand finals or playing in finals. This year, they've embraced it. They said if they didn't make a grand final, it wouldn't be a successful year. They, they took it on. Uh, they wanted the pressure. And I think at times in the last few years, they've hidden away from it. And I think... Same with the ground this week. I think they're going to embrace playing at the MCG and look at it as a real opportunity, uh, which it is. You're playing in an AFL grand final. You wouldn't care if you're playing on the moon, but <laughs> they're going to have to start better, as I said, because one, Collingwood's a better team than Carlton, and two, if they let the Collingwood crowd get up and going, it's a force in itself. So start of the game, as always, in an AFL grand final is going to be crucial. It is indeed. Do, do you think McStay's a big out? I thought he started yeah. beautifully before he got injured. Yeah, and again, he was an avenue to goal for Collingwood. So to take him out, do you think that's going to have an impact? Oh, of course, I'd love to have him out there. But I was about to say, it's good to have both teams almost at full strength, isn't it? There's no injury concerns around any big name players coming in that you know we've seen in the past grand finals where someone might you know be 
having a fitness test during the week that is going to be playing in the end. So, look, yeah, I think they'd love to have McStay out there. No, absolutely, they would, of course. But I don't think it's going to disrupt them like it would if they lost one of their star midfielders, obviously. Who is out of their best 22s, do you think? Taylor Adams? Yeah, Taylor Adams is a big loss, isn't he? And that's what I've loved, too, during the week. Uh, they haven't mucked around with with making that call on Taylor Adams. They could have tried to maybe get him through, could they? I don't know how how, that, how close he was. but looked like they made a pretty quick and clear yeah. decision. He trained for like 10 minutes, didn't he? So it's good that they haven't played silly buggers with the teams, though, have they? Um, Ashcroft for the Lions, probably. Yeah, Anyone that's else right. there missing? He'd, he'd definitely be in their best win. I don't think so. No, I think that's about it for, for them. Um, what about Lockie Neal winning the Brownlow? Uh, does it add any extra pressure on him, do you think, tomorrow? having that No, I wouldn't have thought so. No. I don't think he'll be running out thinking, I need to play better because I'm a Brownlow medalist. He's an absolute professional. He, he doesn't play too many bad games. I think he'll go about his business and accumulate plenty of touches again. Um, but, yeah, in terms of winning the Brownlow, it certainly doesn't add anything to any extra pressure onto him tomorrow. Um, again, obviously, he is a player that drives Brisbane, so he's always under pressure. He's used to that. Um, he knows he's one of the keys and, and has to play well for Brisbane to win. Well, we're about to head to the news. I might save our tips and final margin and Norm Smith for the end of the show so we can end on a on a high, Tim, with our predictions. Uh, yep. quick, quick one off the text here for you. Question for Payne. We're moving away from footy just briefly. Is Jared Freeman better value than Paddy Dooley in Tassie's 50-over team? That's from David of Launceston. Oh, Thank you, David. question. Um, I think he has more upside. Yeah. Um, probably. I, I don't know how he's going, whether he's fit or not. Um, but the thing for me with Paddy Dooley as well is I don't want to play him that much if I'm the Hurricanes. I don't want Australian batters getting a look at him. Mm-hmm. He's bowling 10 overs, 20 overs this week to Victoria, 10 to Victoria, 10 to New South Wales. They're getting a look at him. They'll start to figure him out before the big bash. So I'd be trying to keep him hidden away as much as I possibly can. And um, the Frog, there's no secret. I'm a big fan of the Frog. He can offer a lot to Tasmanian cricket going forward. Um, and I'm sure he will, but whether he gets a game in the next uh, few months, we'll have to wait and see. 1,342-1533. That's how you can call us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Text us as well, 0437 552 Text us who's going to win the grand final, the Norm Smith, etc. And make sure you add your name and where you're listing from too so we can give you a shout-out. We're off to new sport and weather and back with Matty Reid from Taz Racing next. Oh, yes. If this song doesn't get you up and about for grand final day, nothing will. Bit of Paul Kelly leaps and bounds. Don't mind it, Link, from you. All right, time to talk some racing now. Foster or adopt a greyhound today, gaptaz.com.au. Matty Reid joins us from Taz Racing. How are you, Snap? Lost him. You Don't tell me to have the microphone on, Tim. I can't. No, well, it's not my job, is it? Tim, I'm not there. <laughs> Get that Nerf gun. No, hang on. Yourself. I think you got him now. Can you start again, please? Let's go from uh, the top. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go again. Foster or adopt a greyhound today. Gattaz.com.au. Matty Reid, welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast. No, nah, he's not there again, mate. Goodness Lost mate. him again. Get him, on, get him on your microphone, Tim. You're, he's more important. Ready? Jump on this one for a sec, mate. You can talk <laughs> to Brent. I'll go and sort Hamish out, and I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> 
Oh, as he puts the headphones on, uh, morning staff, morning, he's got a, a very ugly Hawthorne knit on this morning as I look down the, the screen to Hobart. Uh, snap the inevitable, goes around in the Group 1 Epsom at Ramwick on Saturday, has been heavily supported into favourite, I'm told. $15 into six fifty at the moment. Yeah, very exciting, Breno. Uh, the inevitable three weeks since we've seen him in the in the three O marks. We don't have a, a lot of Tasmanian tra- trained Group One winners. Mystic Journey's the most obvious and uh, and most recent. The inevitable was actually in that Australian Guineas, but uh, now in his eight year old season, he finished with uh, the the strongest closing splits of the day three weeks ago in Sydney, and I think that's really seen punters step into him. I think fifteen was the wrong price. Six fifty is. He's maybe getting short enough, but he's a massive chance of delivering another Group 1. And, and what a fairy tale it would be. Johnny Keyes has taken over the training of the inevitable. Uh, he's, he's basically a hobby trainer. He's only had a, a handful of runners in the last two seasons. He could now be a, a Group 1 winner. And, and Davey Perez goes up for the ride. Uh, what a great story that would be. Comeback jockey from injury and has a chance to win a Group 1. So we, we watch with bated breath tomorrow. Um, race 8, I think it is, at Ramwick. Outstanding. Let's go to the Greyhounds. Fast Bernardi broke the 600-metre track record in Launceston on Monday night. And Winburn Ruby went around in heats of the Group 1 Adelaide Cup last night. There's a bit going on. Yeah, plenty going on, Breno. Uh, not a lot to probably recap in terms of Winburn Ruby. Didn't go her way last night. She was slow out, got an early bump, and it was sort of uh, game over for her. But Fast Bernardi is absolutely flying. He finished second in a Group 1 national distance final a couple uh, well, last month, actually, it was. So we know he stacks up on the big stage, but he broke another track record. We've seen a heap of them broken down here in Tassie this year. It sort of speaks to the absolute top-quality dogs we've got. So as we head towards the Hobart 1000 in mid-December, we'll have a massive chance of delivering a, a home group one with all the quality greyhounds we've got here. Outstanding. All right. Um, what about uh, a grand final tip from you, please? Because, uh, as I say, you've got the, the Hawthorne jumper on there. I want a, a winner and a Norm Smith and a points margin, please. Well, I actually cupped a, chucked on a couple of sneaky Norm Smith bets last night. I went with the veterans, Paney, Pendlebury and, and Sidebottom. I thought that they were big odds. It probably speaks towards a Collingwood victory. So let's go the Pies by nine and let's go a, a Scott Pendlebury Norm Smith. Okay, I don't mind it. It's a toss of the coin for me. We'll get to this in our tips later in the show, but uh, like you made a case of both teams, really, can't you? So, a uh, lot to look forward to tomorrow. A lot to look forward to in racing as well. It's no secret. Greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.com.au. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Matty Reid, great to see you, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks, Brett. I think we need your background of the show here. <laughs> well, I'll go away for five minutes and Tim can't even get the microphone working. It's not that difficult, Tim. Hey, we're off to a break. On the other side of it, we're talking uh, lots of sport, cricket, and all sorts of things is up next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast on Grand Final Eve 2023. Well, we're here for SEN Tassie Breakfast on Grand Final Eve, up and about. Uh, but I go away for one show and uh, they can't get the microphones working in the Salamanca studio. What Can is you going, believe it? What is going Can on there? Can you believe it? I, I've never seen the hammer more rattled. I don't know if it's the Grand Final or you got to sleep in this morning. I have no idea, Brent. I I'll try no and be idea. professional, Tim, and do a big oh, no. intro for Matty Reid. Yep. And you guys can't hear me. 
Well, credit to Reedy though. He handled it well yeah, he and, did. He and was got on with his job. Outstanding. It's look, you we, two I'm worried about. We're big in here on just playing your role, aren't we? And my role is to run this thing here to my right. <laughs> and when I saw the death stare come through the screen from you because Reedy couldn't hear, I was panicked <laughs> and I looked and it was all in order. <laughs> and so I have to look to the man to my left and <laughs> I don't know if it's normal because normally when I come here, you and him are in here. Maybe yeah. he needs you here cracking the whip a little bit. Maybe he thinks, oh, it's just painted today. It's a bit like having a relief teacher at school, isn't it? <laughs> and he's just thought, oh, I'll just have an easy day and it won't, nothing will matter. Brent and Link can run it. And he's had a bit of a mare. Oh, dear. you got to laugh. That's uh, all right. 1342 is how you can call us this morning or get us on the text 0437 552 That's what Gav has done. He says, I'm convinced that the heat was a contributing factor in Brisbane beating Essendon in 2001. It was 29 degrees. Definitely suits the Lions. It's hard to argue with that, Gav. I reckon Makes it will sense. play a part tomorrow. Well, they do live in it up there, so it'll probably help. We've also got another one in here, Breno, from David. While in Melbourne, can Brent call into 75 Moore Street Footscray, please, for an interview? That's come in from John from the ATO. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, know it's from, I don't even know you said it's from David. How's your craft going there, Tim? <laughs> oh, goodness, mate. I'm not used to the text machine. <laughs> I can't not. believe it's working. You're not. It's amazing. Uh, what a contraption. Goodness me. All right, we have a sports update now thanks to the deck party at the Launceston International Bowls Classic. It sounds like it's going to be a ripping time up there at the Launceston International oh, Bowls up there. If it's Classic. a nice day, it will be. Now, emerging all-rounder Mitch Owen has extended his contract with the Hobart Hurricanes until 2025. The local product has played 10 BBL matches for the men in purple since making his debut in early 2021. Owen has also, also has a contract with the Tasmanian Tigers and has been prolific for the Newtown Bucks in CTPL. His signature was secured in spite of blatant tampering from Adelaide Strikers <laughs> assistant coach Tim the Trader There was Payne. no tampering. You get me in some trouble there, Brent. There was just a question. You're allowed to ask the question. You When's are. he contracted to? Uh, is he happy? <laughs> clearly he is. The long and, says, but I tell you what, he has been prolific for the Newtown Bucks and, I, and I'm rapt to see him playing for Tassie. Um, I'd like to see him just slit up the order a little bit, though, Brent. Mm-hmm. I think we're lacking a bit of intent there of the Tigers, but we'll get to that later on. I think Mitch Owen, for me, he's got a bit of Mitch Marsh about him. I'd like to see him move up the top three or four in, in white ball cricket. I think it suits him down to the ground. It's a role he plays beautifully for Newtown, and he's a terrific signing for the Hobart Hurricanes. And to lock someone like that away who's your future till 2025, uh, they've done very, very well because he, he would have attract, attracted attention from every other franchise. I can tell you that. Launceston International Bowls Classic Deck Party, Saturday the 7th of October. Tickets at tasmaniatickets.com.au. Let's switch our focus to basketball. I was there last night for the season opener between Melbourne United and South East Melbourne. Great atmosphere at John Kane Arena, as it will be in the Wild West tonight when our Jack Jumpers launch their season against Perth. Uh, looking forward to this, Tim. No Will Magna, of course, for the first three rounds at least, which is disappointing, but um, I can't We've got wait. got coverage to... there, though, don't we? We do. Big Marcus Lee, of Good course. Good coverage. And Big Fab, so we, we're okay. Nice to have Big Mags out there, but um, I just can't wait to see how we go against a stacked team like Perth, and then we've got Sydney, and then we've got Melbourne, so it's a really tricky start to the season for us but we've had good is a tough start over in in perth in recent but times like we've spoken about a little bit it looks like the whole level of competition that has lifted so i don't think there's going to be too many easy games throughout the season there's at not. all to be honest Particularly so on the road it, and yeah to be on the road first up against perth what a what a great place to start no one expects you to go over there and win first up 
and we will. We're great at it. We love going over there. Our record's good over there. On Will Magne, though, Breno, what is the issue at the moment? I mean, he's been down here for two and a half years now and hasn't played a lot of basketball. What's Is it an ongoing, long-term no, it's, it's thing, been, or has he come back it's and been now different. he's got something else? Yeah, it's been different. This is his ankle. Um, he's had a few other issues as well, but I feel really sorry for him because when he's been out there, he's been outstanding for us. He just can't get a, a run at it, can he? Yeah, so once he and does, I remember f- before he came down, he was he was going really well two years ago yep. before he joined the Jack Jumpers. But unfortunately, at the moment, we haven't seen the best of him. But hopefully we do at some stage this year. It'd be handy if we do get him right, get off to a good start, and then subbing him in and out, he's going to cause some teams around the league some serious headaches. Now, your favourite player of all time, Breno, Josh Majette, he's announced his retirement. You would have shed a tear, wouldn't you? Gentleman Josh, yes, he has. Yeah, it is sad, obviously. Um, didn't get a contract with us this season. I uh, thought he might have got one elsewhere, but maybe he didn't. And he's decided to hang up the boots. And you just saw on social media during the week once he made that announcement, just how everyone got around him, just saying what a lovely guy he is. And he really is just a, a ripping human. And wish him all the best for retirement. It'd be nice to get him on the show. We'll, we'll see. Did if we um, can. Cole McIntosh shout him out on his career, or they had a bit of a running in, didn't they? On Did running on Twitter there at one point. Not so long ago. News to me, Tim. Really? To me. Yeah, I didn't say that. Mate, geez, you missed some things. I must have. Honestly. I must have missed that one. Hey, uh, we missed Was, it, was he a young retire, retiree for basketball? Is, uh, he, is that what's happened? You think, has he not been offered deals around the world? Surely there's a league around the world that would have had, a player of his quality still. So yeah. is it a call that he's made for family reasons? or? Yeah, not sure. I, I, you'd think someone would take a, a chance on him, Yeah, what he can deliver. Um, now, our NBL Supercoach group, not a great start for, for me last night with Mitch Creek. Didn't Just missed a lot of shots last night, Creaky, and didn't have Delhi or Luke Travers, who played particularly well for Melbourne Well, United. could have been worse. Could have had Creaky as your captain. We've hit 200, and if you'd like to join our Supercoach group, I don't think it's too late. Our code is 400254. Hey, before we go to Surely a break... Surely it's too late. I don't know. What, do you just keep adding them as the season goes? I think because you've got your team there, you might be able to just join a group. I'm not sure. Oh, because it's not a head-to-head. Yeah. It's just, just points tally. Points, yeah. So we'll see. Okay, yeah. Well, let's keep growing it then, Bruno. Let's just keep growing it. quickly, before we go to a break, what was your thoughts on Callum Mills' injury? Obviously, the captain of Sydney suffered a serious shoulder injury. Looks like he'll be out for around nine months, wrestling a teammate on Mad Monday. Minimum. Well, well, obviously, it's not ideal, is it? But there's not a lot you can do about it. No. I mean, players are going to get injured surfing. They're going to get injured... Johnny Besto broke his leg playing golf, for God's sake. I mean, freak accidents are going to happen, and you, and you can't control players 24-7. They're human. They're going to have a beer. Did he have to be wrestling? Probably not. But it's going to happen a lot, and it would have happened. How many times has he been tackled, wrestled, or bumped in the last two years? Yeah. Like, it's it's obviously with alcohol and whatnot, it's, it's a bad situation, but it's it's one of those freak accidents that's going to happen. Every now and then, I'm not sure how many guys have missed a season after an <laughs> injury at Mad Monday, and particularly from your captain, it's not a great look. Um, but again, they're not robots; they're they're humans. They're they're allowed to have a few beers and unwind at the end of the season. And I'll just put this down to a unfortunate accident. Um, however, I think the Sydney Swans, the young players, will will learn a lot from it going forward. And a shout out to to. Our favourite North Melbourne footballer on SEN Tassie Breakfast, Nicole Bresnahan, who's had to go undergo surgery to repair 
a left ankle syndesmosis injury. She's expected to miss at least six weeks. So thoughts with Brez. She's a superstar. What is a, syndes- a syndesmosis, Breno? Can you, you know explain that to me? No, I can't. You'd know better than of... me. You're an athlete, Tim. It seems to be one of those things that came on about two or three years ago. And now everyone has an ankle mm. syndesmosis. Mm. It's like osteitis pubis about 10 years ago. We'll have to do some research and find out exactly what it is. And is well it a break? Too. Is it a... Before we, wind, thing. Before, Sorry, we wind up, before we wind up the segments, <laughs> Ari Schoenmaker is competing in Fox Footy's longest kick competition tomorrow. Wish him all the best. And um, when you see the list of people doing it and then randomly Ari's on the end, I was like, this is very, very cool. So hopefully he's in the map, Tim. He's wearing the map when he does the longest kick there on the Yarra. Well, he should you'll do. You'll be, be happy to see that. I'd love to see that. It was along with the um, Super Rules next week kicks off. Um, our own SEN's own David Lithgow is lining up in the that. Map, and I flash. believe on Sunday night they're playing against the Big V, who have Jason Ackermanis. Is that right? Now, I have it on good authority <laughs> from inside the Tasmanian camp that our very own David Lithgow is going straight to him. <laughs> wow. 1v1. It's on YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to clip up every touch that Acker gets and, and replay it next week. So... Ackermanis versus Lithgow, Sunday night, 5.20, I believe it is, on YouTube. If anyone wants to tune in, he's got the job on the former Brownlow medalist. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, before we go to the break, Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers. Visit iconwin.com.au. We'd love to hear from you this morning on the show. Text us on 0437 552 Let us know who you think is going to win the grand final, by how much, and your Norm Smith medalist. You can call us as well, 1300 We're off to a break and coming back to Rahup. First hour next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Cracking first hour of the show. We had the grand final coach, Chris Fagan, join us right off the top. Tim delivered after I said he couldn't. So, again, well done to you, Tim, for that. We've had, I think, 50 requests so far for the audio of that interview from, I think, CNN even got And we're not giving it up. We're no, not we're giving not. up. It's ours. It's ours. Now, a few texts in here before we go to the news. Uh, Mitch Owen is a batter that can bowl, not the other way around. That's from Absolutely. David. Absolutely. That's why we're calling for him to bat in the top three. I'm with you, David. And the other one here from Joe Brooks from Leap Health. Feet man here. Syndesmosis is a ligament complex that holds your tibia and fibula together near your ankle. So there you go, oh, There Tim. you go. Leap Health, Breno, terrific physiotherapy too in there. If you've got any issues, get in and see the crew at Leap Health. A text in here too from the CEO of Taz Racing, Andrew Jenkins, referring to the microphone issues you've had this morning, Tim. This bloke was in charge of a national cricket team. Scary. I agree, when? AJ. I can't. When was Hamish ever involved <laughs> with the Australian cricket team? <laughs> AJ, if you're listening, you've been in here plenty of times. You know my role is just here to my right. And I can guarantee you it was all turned on running and ready for Reedy. Unfortunately, my old mate sitting in the corner is too busy on his NBL super coach and forgot to turn the whole studio on, I believe. But we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. Um, Hamish might need a, a spell in the twos. We might move him off to another show um, and bring someone else in for next week. But we'll see how it goes, Brennan. Texas 0437 552 We love your thoughts on the grand final. Who wins by how much? And your Norm Smith medalists are off to new sport and weather. And coming back with Brendan Bolton, the Director of Coaching at Collingwood next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Up and firing on Grand Final Eve here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. You can text us in 0437 552 535. 
We've got the open line as well, 1300 42 15 33. Text in here from Glossy in Lonnie. He says, morning, lads. Great get with Fags this morning. Tipping the Lions by five points in a classic grand final. Charlie Cameron, first goal, and Josh Dunkley for the Norm Smith. Thank you for your text, Glossy. Another one here as well. Agree with Paney Ree Mills' situation. It's a bad, bad look for captain, but it's a learning for other players, and Mills will feel worse than anyone, given he's going to lose a year in the prime of his career. Hart wants Brisbane to win, but think Pies win, unfortunately. That is from Nick from Echuca. Nice to have someone from Echuca listening to SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks for your text in this morning, Nick. Now, Amy supports Tasmanian doers. Thanks to Amy, you can nominate a local club and highlight the Tassie local legends who make it so special. The winner will get tickets to the Tassie's Hall of Fame and a seat for them and their local doer at the table. Please give us your name and email address uh, as Tim Payne wanders back into the studio, I looked down the screen before and he wasn't there. Were you the toilet, Tim, as you usually normally are? Or what were you up to? Bit of a hold up, Brent, in Salamanca this morning. Bit of a hold up, but right. um, back right. on deck now. Yeah. a couple of texts out. You missed those. But uh, uh, I'll tell you who is a Amy Tassie doer, Tim, and that is Brendan Bolton, who is the Director of Coaching at Collingwood. He finds himself in another grand final tomorrow. Luckily, I had some time with him during the week, and this is what Bolts had to say to me. Brendan Bolton, thanks for your time. Welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks for having me on. It's an exciting week for everybody in footy. Well, let's start there, mate. How do you feel right now? I'm assuming there's a, a few butterflies in the tummy. Yeah, I think on game day, um, there'll be quite a few butterflies at the moment with this being so busy preparing, analysing Brisbane, um, looking at what we're going to try and express in the game in the terms of how we go about it. So um, we've all been working really hard as a coaching team, and um, I'm sure we'll be all nervous because it's the unknown on game day, two pretty evenly matched teams. For those that don't know about your role at Collingwood, just give us a breakdown of what you do exactly. I'm coaching the back line. Um, I'm doing the director of coaching role, but um, I'm really fortunate down there um, with the back six because you know I've got the likes of Jeremy Howe as a Tasmanian who I think one day is going to be a tremendous coach. He organises and uh, gets people in position defensively um, for us all. So it's like having another assistant coach on the over with him and Darcy Moore. So I'm really fortunate to, uh, I'd say, guide the back line more than coach them because um, there's some really experienced heads there. And Nathan Murphy's another one that organises so well down there. And I think yeah, most people would have uh, witnessed that in the Melbourne game. We had to defend about 69 entries and they did so well as a group. So... Yeah, my job is just to set that group up um, with the right focus areas and um, as a coaching team, making sure we're really aligned with our messaging. So, yeah, we, we work as a group, really, as a, a real team of coaches. You're coming up against a very good team in Brisbane on Saturday. What concerns you the most about the Lions? Um, well, we've also, you know, we've got to worry about some phases of play with Brisbane. We know defensively with Andrews, they're very, very strong, but if they get fluent ball movement um, at all between the arcs in the midfield, um, their forwards are really dangerous. We know um, Charlie Cameron and um, all their explosive forwards are so dynamic. Rainer can jump in the air and also win it at the ground level. So um, I think we've got to make sure we're defending fast ball movement if they speed it up a bit between the arcs because their forwards one out can be really dangerous. Um, and make sure we get smart on our entries because we know Andrews and Clay can intercept really well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a real uh, a real battle on both teams. But I'm, I'm I'm thinking the team when they do get momentum because it's hard to 
have momentum for the whole game. Those that can cash in, the team that can cash in best on the scoreboard, I think will win this because they're both very strong defensively. There's a real Tasmanian flavour at Collingwood with you. I might ask you about each person individually. Let's start with Graham Wright, who's done a, a wonderful job as general manager of footy since coming across. Yeah, right. He's, um, you know, he's been in the game a long time now, um, player, and then uh, recruiting and as a footy manager. But you know, a lot needs to be said about Ryan with his change when he when he come from Hawthorne across uh, to the Pies. There was there's been a lot of change. Um, you know, when I arrived, I didn't really know many of the staff, and um, fly arrived. We just put come as a, a total fresh set of eyes, and um, Roddy set that all up. So. Um, what he's done really well is when I was sort of up, so the, the team of coaches and um, those supporting the players all work as one. So no, he's been fantastic on, on that level. What about Brody Majek? Obviously an unconventional journey to the top, but uh, his pathway is just an unbelievable story, isn't it? Yeah, I love his path. So resilient, played VFL footy. Um, you know, often those who have to persevere and fight a little bit for their first opportunity um, have great resilience. Um, and that's definitely been checkers. And I think most people just admire it, you know, in terms of uh, being and playing as a key forward role with his height, he's just so combative and courageous. And um, it's been great over the last few years. You know, he's, he's always brought that combative nature, but being able to hit the scoreboard for us regularly. So, yeah, really, uh, really proud of what he's been able to do. And you mentioned Jeremy Howe earlier. What a star he's been uh, against the odds, had lots of injuries, but here he is on the biggest stage of all for a second time. Yeah, I'm really hopeful for him. But as I said, it's um, been such a support for me guiding the backs. Um, he's got a great footy brain. As I said, in time, I think he'll, he'll coach in his own right if that's the, the way he wants to go. But um, to overcome the injury, I don't think people realise just the significance of that injury. You see him running around and, I think most players are bulletproof, but um, that was a really significant injury that he had to overcome, and to come back and still play to the level he is just shows how mentally strong and resilient he is as a person. Um, so, yeah, considering what he's been through, I, I really hope he gets the rewards on the weekend. That's all for the Tasmanian connections at Collingwood, but, of course, the opposition coach is a local as well, Chris Fagan, and you've got a pretty close relationship with him. Yeah, no, Fagan, I go a long way back. Um, Mariner days, he was actually my coach when uh, when I was back in Tassie as, a, as an 18-year-old. So, um, yeah, he's just... I've always thought of Fades as the real wise owl in the group of any organisation. You know, he's successful in Tasmania, uh, Melbourne, then Hawthorne, and now Brisbane. He's had so many varied life experiences and a long time in the AFL, Um so, he's, yeah, he's been a real father figure, wise owl, and a tremendous coach now. Um, and he's supported so many people around him. I think I'm, I'm so pleased that Fags is um, getting an opportunity um, to be in a grand final, although the result goes with us, um, because he's helped so many people. Um, he's committed to helping players and staff at all those clubs I mentioned, and um, now he's getting some reward as being coach in his own right. But... It's been a journey of helping people for faith. You both really do have a lot in common, don't you? You both never played at the highest level in the AFL, but it just goes to show that you don't need to to be a good coach. You both find yourself in the biggest game of the year on Saturday. You know, we gave the best version of ourselves in Tasmanian footy for a long time, but um, 
you know, we don't have to run out there and be combative. What we've got to do is set those minds up. And um, I think over a long period of time, with senior coaching, um, so many people have looked for utopia or this perfect person. Um, you know, there's I've worked with some amazing coaches, but I'll say no coach is, is perfect. We're all human and um, there's no utopia and it's about the sum of the parts of all the coaching group working together and the job is just so big. Um, you need multiple people working together efficiently and with alignment. And I think that's where AFL coaching's gone. Um, it's just too big to rely on one person. So um, I think the best coaches now utilise others. They know what their strengths are and play to those strengths, but where their weaknesses are, they appreciate it and have someone else around them that can help. Collingwood Coaching Director and Defensive Coach Brendan Bolton is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast. What about you, Bolts? You seem to be in a really good place at the moment. Seems like there's a lot less pressure on you, I suppose, than there was when you were senior coach at Carlton, or does it still come with the same challenges? Oh, the, the workload of anyone involved in AFL is, is significant. It doesn't matter if you're a senior coach or not. I think you, you sort of own it all a little bit more and feel it slightly more as a senior coach, but the investment in time and work, I think, is very similar. No matter what role you have in AFL, it's um, it's hard work. It's uh, it looks glossy on the outside, but there's some tremendous highs and tremendous lows. But I've I've just loved, um, you know, different perspectives. You know, working with new people like Craig McRae, who um, allow people to express themselves, be themselves, um, not have to fit into a stereotype of um, what they think's right in their role. Um, and I think. That's why so many people at Collingwood have been smiling, so I've really enjoyed that. I've got to ask you about the Tasmanian team, of course. We've got the licence back in May. How have you seen things play out from the mainland? I'm sure it's something you're really passionate and proud about. Yeah, it's, um, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time, Grinnell. I'm so happy that um, Tassie finally are represented on the national stage. I think if it's, a, if it's truly AFL, I've said this before, um, Tassie's there and maybe even Northern Territory. So um, it's what's right. Um, we've been a footy heartland for a long time. And I think having that carrot there um, right at the fingertips of all the youngsters playing footy in Tassie, they can touch it, feel it, see their idol. I think it'll only ignite footy again in Tasmania. It's just um, something's been uh, worked on for a long, long time and a lot of people really care about it. And Yeah, I'm looking forward to that day. We've seen a number of senior coaches get a second chance at the big time. Do you see yourself as part of this club moving forward and potentially the senior coach in round one, 2028? <laughs> uh, listen, right now, mate, I, I want Tassie to do really well. I'm just so invested in the um, Collingwood journey and I think that's the best way as a coach um, to go about it. I think you look at how Bakes' journey unfolded. You just try and do the best job you possibly can wherever you're working and um, opportunities present, but um, moreover, I, I'm more um, excited about, as I've just expressed, youngsters in Tassie being able to be next to their idols and be truly represented on the national stage. It's so exciting, and um, it's been it's been spoken about for so long, and finally, it's a reality. So, yeah, I'd love a new stadium down there. Um, I saw what it did in Adelaide; it just made that city explode. And I think the same uh, the same will happen in Hobart. It's a beautiful place, great restaurants right on the water. I just think uh, it's set up for the for the right reasons.
Now, of course, we're pre-recording this interview midweek, and my great mate Tim Payne can't be here, but he's been sniffing around for some dirt on you bolts, and he wanted to make sure I asked you about a particular incident involving you and a bikie in the middle of North Hobart Oval. I wasn't sure it was an appropriate story for grand final week. It might be more of a sportsman's night thing. So do you want to go there today or not? I think we'll go there at some stage because um, it's a funny story, but I, I, I think most people in the South know of Robbie Devine, the leading goal kicker at North Hobart Oval. He set me up beautifully with some bikies one day and... I'll elaborate on the story, but it'll take a bit too long right now. But next time I'm on, I think we'll have a chat about it, but it's damn funny. We'll definitely hold you to that. We'll get you back on the show to retell it. And before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about your son, Ned, because he's got a segment called Roaming Bolts, where he goes around and chats to all the Collingwood staff and players. Uh, he's just become uh, a brand of his own. He's living his best life. He's 12 years old. hasn't got a wall in the wall. Um, still a real kid, but... Um, because Collingwood's just opened the doors to families, just like a country footy club, and realising that having families, parents, kids around is what makes footy clubs. It's allowed Ned to um, be around the boys, and in his own little mind, I think he thinks he's best friends with them all. But they've been terrific, the players. Um, but not only Ned, but um, all the families and kids and um, just embrace this connection and... Um, Ned's found his way to the microphone and serves a few of the players up and they give a fair bit back to him. So he's having some fun with that. Brendan Bolton, thanks so much for giving up your time to us on SEN Tassie Breakfast, particularly during grand final week where I know you'd be super busy. All the best on Saturday. You deserve to be part of a premiership winning team. And we'll catch up with you soon. Good luck. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. There you go, Tim. What did you think of that? thought you did a very, very good job as usual, Brent. Thank um, you. Terrific interview. He he speaks brilliantly, and I uh, I love the fact you did go at him with the Tassie job. He answered it pretty pretty well, I would say. He can't <laughs> say he wants to, but you can't tell me that Brendan Bolton wouldn't want to be a part of it in, in 2028 as the senior coach. And the reputation, again, that he's building for himself, um, you know, again, to, to go through what he had to go through as a senior coach of, of Carlton, uh, cop it on the chin, and then move forward. And, again, all you're hearing out of Collingwood is how good he is uh, the same when he went back to Hawthorne. Um, clearly bleeds Tasmania. Um, and again, he surely will be top of the list that they'll go talking to in the not-too-distant future, I would have thought. Text in here. Love your son and his media work, Bolts. He is a natural. If you haven't seen Roaming Bolts, it's very, very funny. So, so we have to get him on. We might have to get Roaming Bolts on. Yeah, that'd be good. Get a bit of his work on. He can. Does he produce? We, we might be looking for one <laughs> after today. <laughs> 0437 Let us know who wins the grand final by how much and your Norm Smith medalist. We're off to a break on the other side of it. Questions without notice here on Grand Final Eve on SEN Tassie Brecky. You can do whatever turns you on. Get out and clear your mind. Me, I like football. There's a lot of things around. When you line them up together, the footy wins hands down. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Yes, thanks to Amy. Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers. Visit iCanWin.com. Payne, let's start with you. Who are the two teams that will make this year's ODI World Cup final? I'm going with England and India, unfortunately, Brent. I just <laughs> think their best cricket 
particularly with their batting, if those two teams play near their best, they're going to get totals that other teams can't chase. So if I had to pick one right now, which I do, I'm going for those two. Uh, Bruno, we've just had a text in, which was going to be a question anyway. So uh, David from Gilston Bay wants to know your thoughts on North Melbourne's compensation. Uh, I don't like it at all. Too much? I don't like it at all. I think it was, I don't know who it was saying it the other day, but the system, just let it play out how it is. And someone else wrote to it, might have been Mitch Cleary, I think, put up on social media the other day as a reason why this they shouldn't be getting this, is that Jared Polek has got one month left to run on his five-year deal. As it stands now, yep. how well did that go? So they've made some terrible decisions, and I think they just need to leave it alone and let the system take care of it. What, scrap the whole thing? Well, how, how many how many times do these teams get look, looked after? What's the... I just... They need to have a real good look at it if they're going to do it, I think. And you have to have a really good reason to get get a compensation pick, I reckon. A really yep. good reason. No, not I don't from, mind not it being... from bad list managing. Yeah, I don't mind it being revisited and just tweaked a little bit in its current format, to be honest. Yep. Uh, one for you, Tim. Um, what do you have a bigger issue with? Lockie Neal winning the Brownlow or Lockie Neal not making this year's All-Australian team? I don't have an issue with either, to be honest, because they're both picked or judged by completely different sets of people. If it was the same people, it would be an issue. But the fact that they are two different sets of people who have nothing to do with each other, no information sharing, um, I don't have an issue with either. Um, I'm glad Lockie Neal won the Brownlow. What did you think of Should he be in the All-Australian team if you win the Brownlow? Well, it's only four guys in the midfield that he's up against and... The umpires clearly thought he had a bit better year than them, and the All-Australian selectors didn't. So that's what it is. What do you Move think on. about him getting votes when he perhaps shouldn't have Lockie Neal, and that would mean that Dacos would have won the Brownlow, though? Or is that just the beauty of the Brownlow, that you don't know who's going to win because yeah. it is by the umpires? It's not like a bit a, like the compo thing. I, I think it's got to be tweaked a little bit. Uh, I think the um, if the umpires are going to continue to do it, there's got to be someone that goes into the room and presents them with a few stats. Yep. So they're not just flying blind. You're absolutely going off what you're seeing out in the middle and you come off with that idea and then you put that against some actual hard fact and some data and some stats Mm -hmm. and see if it mirrors up. Because it probably only happened once or two, two or three times when, you know, someone got 13 kicks and got three and someone had 38 and didn't, you know, like it's not happening all the time, but it can be stopped by literally just having maybe the fourth umpire gets given some stats at the end of the game and they use that to help them get the right decision. That's the way I'd go. Uh, Breno, where do you think the KISS performance at this year's grand final is going to land in the history of AFL grand final performances? I think they'll be good. I think a lot of people have written them off way too early. They've got some good tracks, Tim. Oh, no doubt. Listen to their press conference yesterday. They know about Meatloaf and how bad he was. So I don't think they will let themselves be that bad. I think they'll be very, very good. So there you go. I think it might be as... Won't be so you're putting them no. more closer to killers, no. the killers well, than you are meatloaf. Definitely, definitely. Okay. They'll be okay. They'll be okay. Um, what else have I got for you, Tim? You gave us your thoughts on Callum Mills, so I'll leave that alone. Um, I don't know what else to ask you, to be honest. Uh, have, you had, have you had one thing to change about the brown loan? You kind of just answered this, I suppose, whether it be the voting system, the date, the presentation. What would it be? Um, yeah, I would use the fourth umpire. He should be given some stats to just fact-check what the umpires are already thinking and feeling. I think if we do that, you get 
you're going to get 98% of stuff right. I think we're at about 90 at the moment. There was a few too many that that got under the radar or a few too many guys that just got a couple of votes that they probably shouldn't have. So mm-hmm. um, that is what I would do rather than sort of some, some people are talking about take it off the umpires. I think that is the beauty of the award. We need to keep it there. But let's give the umpires a bit of help um, in making the decision. Uh, Breno, I had an NBL one for you. Give us your NBL champion and MVP for the season, please. Oh, mm, let's go to the Jack Jumpers. I'm gonna. Oh, I love it. I'm gonna go and lock them in. MVP will be an import, I reckon, but I don't know who yet because I don't know enough about them. Well, if it's the Jack Jumpers winning, it's got to be Milton, doesn't it? Yeah, let's go Milton. Let's just let's just be completely biased. Hey, speaking of, we've got a text in here from Scott. He says Neil in capitals. 31 touches, 10 clearances, 5 tackles, no votes. So he thought Neil should have got some votes in another Probably game. Probably fair, yeah. fair call. Yep. Another text in here, Breno. We hear a lot about Robbie Devine on this show. How about getting him on for an interview? Robbie's texting again, has he? He has, but I don't <laughs> mind it. We'll get the whiz on. Maybe oh. we have story time with the whiz at some stage oh. in the next month once footy's all wrapped up. How good would that be? Hey, get us on the text, 0437 552 We'd love for you to tell us who wins the grand final by how much and your Norm Smith medalist. You can call us as well, 1300 42 15 33. We're off to new sport and weather and back to talk uh, some racing. With who? We'll, 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 we'll just keep our, our power right, to dry. Right, he's out. We'll keep our power to dry okay. and let the fans see after the break. Monday morning traffic drives me up the bloody wall And Tuesday through to Friday gets me down well, know this one, Tim? No, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> What's this, Link? Yeah, I know this one, actually. Now we've got the chorus. Sing it, then. Well, I don't know that one, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad, though. Quite catchy. Speaking of catchy, a man that we couldn't get rid of quicker uh, off the show a few months ago was a man that couldn't tip us a winner to save himself, but we've hit the In Case of Emergency button today with our, our guest tips to Damien Wright, crook and not being able to talk. So where have we gone, please, Tim? We are going back to the great Bear Robinson. Back to the world. And, and aren't the fans going to be happy about this? They've been calling for it. <laughs> he Look, like you touched on, Brent, we got him on, gave him an opportunity. He didn't tip his best <laughs> by his high standards. He lost the role. Damien Wright's come on and been on a bit of a streak. Now he reckons he can't speak. I mean, I can't imagine how bad his voice must be if he literally can't speak. <laughs> but a bit like Marnus Labuschagne. Sometimes you get an opportunity out of nowhere and the Great Bear's got one here and if he takes hold of it, then we might have seen the last of Damien Wright. So I, I'm, I cannot wait to get the big... Have we got him ready to go? Well, we've got him and, there, the, the great man, Bear Robinson. Uh, speak to us, please, Bear. How are you? Morning, boys. Yeah, I'm going well. It's, it's nice that I've come on after Bolts. Uh, pretty similar to my footy career. I was dead and buried in 2002 and then Bolts took over in 2003 and was... I would plant a flag with him. So it's sort of nice 20 years post the uh, North Hobart last senior premiership that I'll come back onto your show. So <laughs> don't worry, though, boys. I have been tuning in. And, uh, you know, some of the feedback from you, Blake, hasn't been that complimentary. But, <laughs> you know. Understatement. Just got to keep moving forward, I say. Absolutely. Uh, keep trucking, mate. Well, before we get your tip, uh, talk to us about the inevitable. We spoke to Snapper Reid about it earlier. But uh, exciting times. Yeah, I mean, any time you're in a big race, um, Group 1's a, a why you go into horse, you dream of that. And 
obviously we've been on a huge ride with the little fella over the last five years and um, you know, very excited tomorrow. He's in the Epsom. It's a time-honoured race. And sort of funny, mate. Like, you grow up watching the race on TV and you sort of see the Epsom on grand final day and you just see the good horses that have been involved in it over the years and to have a horse in it tomorrow. and He's pretty much going to start favourite. It's uh, very, very exciting. What time's that on, Bet? 4.05, Tim. So I reckon last time in the footy. Beautiful. And uh, we'll be able to switch the race on. So cheer the little champ, huh? Nice. Uh, now, before we get your tip, what's grand final day look like for you? Are you at home? Are you at a mate's house? What are you up to? No, I've, uh, we've just done an, an extension at home, Brent. So um, we'll be out the back oh, nice. with the family, just watching along. So, um, yeah, so looking forward to it. Um, you know, I, I did text uh, your producer last night. There's no tips. I haven't done enough form for Devonport. So I just thought I'd tip the inevitable. Perfect. Uh, if you want to hear, if you want to hear that story about Brendan and, and the uh, the bikies, I'm more than happy this any time. But I can understand you're probably on a tight schedule this morning. We are. Give us a tip and a Norm Smith and a margin, please, before we let you go. Brisbane 18, Cam Rayner kick three or four and take home Ooh. the Norm Smith. Don't oh, he's, he's taking the thunder for later. Oh, you're a good judge, Tim. <laughs> yes, exactly. More so with the horses, though, Bear. Obviously. Uh, nice work mate thanks for jumping on appreciate it and uh, if the inevitable wins I'm not sure what happens next week we have uh, him back have him back back. okay alright very good it'll be a big party next week alright boys enjoy Enjoy. good luck all the best mate couple of texts in here Tim before we go to the break come on Brent Jared Pollock busted his ankle which in turn ruined his career and this not still being paid the best part about North Assistant Package is how much people are melting about it. Love it. <laughs> Go have true. a look at what really compromises the draft. Father, son, which I love, and Academy Picks. Loving the show, lads. Cheers, Flash from Latrobe. Love you, Texas. Always, Flash. Thanks for texting in this morning. How about this one, Tim? This reminds me of you as well. Hey, guys. Heading over to the big day tomorrow with two mates just at the airport now. One of them sorted our tickets and accommodation for the weekend. We've just found out he's charged us more than what they were actually worth Clever. to cover all his costs. Clever. Not sure how to feel about this. What would you do, Scott from Claremont? Well. Mate, that's the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> but i tell you how you fix that. You be the one who pays up front. That's right. I, I learned that very early on in my uh, cricket days with Tassie with, through David Saker. We used to go out for team dinners. And he would order basically the most expensive item on the menu, a nice bottle of red wine, this, that. He'd always have a dessert and probably a coffee on the way out the door. And then we'd everyone would split the bill. And I would have had a schnitzel and chips. <laughs> I like it. Clever, right. though. We're off to Clever. a break. Uh, we've got plenty of cricket to talk about with the former test skipper next. I want to get his thoughts on lots and lots of things. If you'd like to call us, though, this morning, get us on 1342 1533. Text us 0437 55235. Here's some Paul Kelly, though, on the way to the break. All right, it is grand final leave, but we're going to turn our attention to cricket for the moment. And Amy is supporting Tasmanian doers. Visit iCanWin.com. Tom, Timmy, your reaction to Australia's ODI win against India? And, of course, that snapped a five-game losing streak in the one-day format. Uh, Thoughts? I thought it was an impressive win. Um, We spoke about in South Africa the fact that we didn't have our best team together um, and we thought that once we got to India, we'd see more of what our best 11 would look like. We haven't until that third game. Um, And I remember a few weeks ago you sort of asked, do we have any serious concerns? And I don't think we do. I think 
what we saw in game three, once we got our very close to what our team's going to look like, you can see how good a side we are. And what I, what I liked the most was David Warner, Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne all in good form and all showing a lot of intent, all looking to score, all taking it on. Mitchell Marsh was sensational. He has been for a long time, but I thought that was the first time in five or six games. Like I said, we got our best team on the park, best combination, and it looked like we thought it would look. We look like a top team, top two or three team in the world, and I think that's where we're going to be. Uh, my only thing going forward is when are we going to use Glenn Maxwell? I thought last game, I know it was his first game back, but there was an opportunity. We like to hold him back all the time, I think, and I thought there was an opportunity at three for to put him in when we were we were going at like eight and a half. No, but put him in then and let him go. Instead, we opted for Alex Carey came out, if you can remember, at five. So I'd like to see when we get off to starts like that in this World Cup, use the big show, use his X factor, get him out there and try and get 400 because we were on track for 400 there at one stage and ended up at sort of 350. Um, and I think a, sl a slight tweak, get Maxi in earlier when we can uh, and he can push us on to a really, really big score. Um, but apart from that, Going forward, I saw our squad was announced last night. I have two concerns with that. Hit One him. is Travis Head. Yep, still in there despite his injury. Well, and, and what I don't know is can we replace him mm. once if he doesn't come right? But secondly, if he does come right, he hasn't. He wouldn't have played cricket for at least six weeks. So again, it's a huge gamble to take someone into a big tournament back end of a tournament when teams are starting to fire. We're going to bring in uh, a guy who hasn't played for for a number of weeks. That was my first concern. And secondly, uh, Ashton Agar going out with a calf injury and we haven't replaced him with another option of spin. And now yeah. I know people will say that Glenn Maxwell took four for the other night and did the job, and that's fine. But as the tournament goes on and these pitches start to deteriorate, I think we're going to need the option of a second frontline spinner. Mm. It just puts too much pressure on. Maxie's like icing on the cake, he's bowling. We don't want to be relying on him because he can go pear-shaped. He's a part-timer. He's a very good one, and his white ball bowling has developed a lot. But I think most teams over there are going to be picking two high-quality spinners. So I wonder if that could hurt us at the back end. But on all in all, I was pretty encouraged by the signs, particularly, as I said, our main... Three or four batters look in great shape. Uh, Stark back in, Cummins back in. Um, it, it's a team that's starting to look really strong. What we do with uh, the Stoinis Green uh, Labuschagne, it looks like two of them will play. Um, I must admit I'm probably leaning towards Stoinis ahead of Green just at the moment because I think he's more experienced in finishing innings as with the bat and he can give us a few overs up front with the new ball, which he's been doing for the last month. So encouraging signs um, and I think... Yeah, I think we walk out of Game 3 and into the World Cup feeling pretty good about ourselves. All right, let's go to domestic cricket because I want to leave a bit of time at the end of the show so we can have one last look at the Grand Final. But Tasmania, tough start to the Marsh One Day Cup. Two heavy defeats to Victoria and New South Wales. Unpack that for us. Um, Not our best start, no doubt. Um, ran into a pretty good New South Wales team, it must be said. Um. Wadey out certainly didn't help. But what I was most concerned with was, again, I spoke about it with the Aussies, was the intent that Warner and Smith 
and Labuschagne showed. I didn't see that from many of the Tassie batters over the weekend or during the week. Um, white ball cricket, you've got to be prepared to go out and take the game on. And I thought we were dictated to by quality bowling in Chris Tremaine and Jackson Bird. There's no doubt. Um, you know, they're both very accurate. They're not express pace. They're not going to blow you out. And I thought we didn't put them under any pressure whatsoever. And when you're as skillful as those two and you're not feeling threatened by a batter, they'll, they'll land it on a two-cent piece. So I think for me going forward, that top order needs to show some more intent. Um, be smart, absolutely, and know where you want to get after them. But for me, we looked a, a little bit timid. Um, and again, it's not a, a technical thing. It's a simple shift of, of, um, of our mindset. And I think if we get that right, we'll, we'll put some competitive totals up. And with a Riley Meredith, who's now unfortunately injured, and a Billy Stanlake coming back into domestic cricket for the first time in a few years, we've got an attack that can do some damage, but we're not going to do any damage if we're only defending 190. And I guess the other big news out of uh, the week's games was Matty Wade's suspension for two matches after slamming his bat into the pitch. And, of course, he's had some indiscretions in the past, which means he's been... He has. Uh, he has to sit out two games. Yeah, but, Brent, did you see it? Yeah, I, I... I mean, come on. Don't get me wrong. He, he knows he's on a tight leash because of his... A couple of things, indiscretions in the past, if you like. But, geez, there wasn't much to it. And to miss two games, two important games at the start of the season, I think is a huge penalty to play for something that was that was pretty minor. Mm. Um, but I, I get where Cricket Australia are coming from and the fact that he's he's got some demerit point build up or whatever it is, but... It's still got a warrant being rubbed out. I mean, if he, if he got a fine for that, fine. But to take one of the best players out of the competition straight away for, you know, flapping his bat down on into the crease at the end of an over, I thought was probably a little bit of overkill. But on the flip side of that, I think Wadey will probably be disappointed because he knew he was on a, on a short leash. Shout out too to Rachel Treneman who's done an ACL again, uh, which is devastating news. So No luck. Thoughts to her, yeah. No luck at all on the injury front for... Rachel, so thinking of you, uh, Tasmania's next assignment, Tim, uh, Marsh Sheffield Shield game, starting against South Australia, Karen Rolton Oval on the 3rd of October, which is obviously only a few days away. So good luck to them in that. All right, we're off to our final break of the morning. Coming back to wrap up the show with our thoughts on the grand final. After this here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. That song about 5.15ish tomorrow afternoon, or will it be the other mob, Tim, the, the black I and white? I think it'll be the Lions. Do you? you know, I think it'll be the Lions. By how much, please? I'm going to go the Lions by 19 points. Rainer, Norm Smith. I think he's going to have a Dusty Martin kind of grand final. But I'm going to go with Joey Danaher for the first goal. I think he's going to mark one high half forward, swing onto his left foot and kick it 60 metres over the fence. Okay. From about 50 out. I think I'm, I'm swinging towards the lines too, and I don't mind your margin. I'm going to go with him, a cluggage for the norm, and I reckon Eric Hipwood for the first goal. There you go. But, okay. again, would not surprise me if Collingwood win. They've been the best team no, all year. obviously not. Um, Two of the best teams in the comp. All Breno. set up, aren't we, for a, a ripping grand final. And Our toast of the week, thanks to 911, your local bottle shop, and, of course, choose to drink wise. We'd like to toast all the Tasmanians involved in tomorrow's grand final. There's, of course, Chris Fagan, who joined us earlier in the show, Grant Birchall, who'll do the running for the Lions, or first-year player Jasper Fletcher. He is the son of Glenorchy product, Adrian oh, We like Fletcher, counting one, don't we? We like Absolutely. counting an extra. 
And then, of course, there's Brody Mychek and Jeremy Howe, Brendan Bolton, who we had on the show earlier, and Graham Wright. So good luck to everyone involved in Saturday's Decider. And, of course, toasting special occasions or unwinding. Visit your local today at 911, your bottle shop, and choose to drink wise. So you're off uh, up the highway today to Launceston. Off to Lonnie. But before I do go, Brendan, I've got a couple of texts oh, just to go through before we leave. Apologies if this has been raised, Tim. But have you noted Brent Costello's start to the NBL super coach? This was after he was boasting massively two days ago. I understand his team probably has more ants in it than a poo bear picnic. But 18, come on, man. That's from Julian O'Brien, who texts in a lot well, on the show. So thank you, Julian. And I agree. He's been very quiet on it. I've had one player play so far, Julian, and it was Mitch Creek that let me down last night. Uh, it's a long way to go in the round, man. So we'll just wait, wait and see how it all plays out. And you'll like this one as well, Brent. Brent, can you tell Tim? You can tell Tim has never made many runs if he's staying. <laughs> Steve Smith is in form. He made a golden duck in that series. Well, there's an old saying, Breno, that the eyes don't lie. And I'm telling you right now, I watched Steve Smith with my own eyes the other night. He got 74 of 60 balls and, for me, showed that he's in pretty good touch. And tell me if I'm wrong, but he, he played outstandingly well the other night. So I don't know who's text that in. And nor I don't know what it, what it means or matters that me scoring runs has got to do with being able to judge if someone else is in form. Did you thought he, think he batted all right? Uh, yeah, look, I, haven't, I didn't say enough of it, to be brutally honest with you, Tim. So I'm 74 of 60, though, would suggest yeah. reasonable form. Well, anyway, we've Hammer. A, we've come to an end of a good show here, Tim. Hammer's going to throw us a quick tip. Norm Smith, who are you going for, well, Hammer? He's going for Conley, but we know that. Pies, by how much? Uh, five points. Five Pendlebury. Pendlebury's a good shout for the Norm Smith. Charlie Cameron's his first okay. goal. Hedging well, he, his bets. He's on a plane. I'll see you at the MCG tomorrow, Hammer. I'll see Link there. Won't see you there, Tim. You're going to host a barbecue at Opossum Bay and you're going to charge everyone Don't, 20 bucks to get Breno, in. you enjoy your day at the Grand Final. Don't feel guilty about those tickets that you could have given to your staff members at Win TV, and we'll see you on Monday. Monday morning, 7 to 9. Have a great Grand Final weekend. Whatever you're doing, anyone. Signing off from Melbourne. See you on Monday.